You're listening to the People's Podcast. Have you ever been unemployed? Were you nervous, man? All right, man. This is JSC Radio. This is what this is. I don't feel a single solitary stitch, morsel, or nugget of sorrow for Bill Cosby. He's a pious, old, fraudulent, hypocritical bastard who made his hay on portraying himself to be the ideal, respectable black man. Shame on you. Shame on you, Bill. Shame on you, Camille. Shame on anybody who actually stands by still and supports him or thinks that because he did the Cosby show, it balances it out. The fuck is wrong with you people? Where, where, where's your common sense and humanity? Shame on you who thinks that this is some conspiracy to take down a black man. I don't give a shit if this dude is black, brown, Asian, white. To do what he did, he deserves the buckle. And it looks like he's going to get something. Check it out. This is JSC Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Hey now, my name is Jay Scott Smith, and this is the 86th episode, episode 86 of the People's Podcast. This is JSC Radio. How the hell is everyone doing? What up, though, mi gente? All of y'all who support the show, and apparently... After the last episode, there's a hell of a lot of you who supported the damn show. Once again, I'm Jay Scott Smith. How the hell's everyone doing? It's time once again, my friends, for the podcast that never ends. And I want to thank each and every one of you. And I, I mean this in all sincerity. I'm not, I'm not messing around here. I mean this in all sincerity. That I want to thank you for making episode 85, The Noble Journalist, from two weeks ago. And I apologize for taking last week off, but so much has gone on that ye. But I want to thank each and every one of you who listened to last week's or the last episode, 85, for making it the single most downloaded episode ever. Ever. Of all time by a mile over episode 80, by a mile over episode 45, by a mile over Lara Witt's episode 17, which was the original pace setter, bigger than anything else. Holy shit. When I saw those numbers, and those of you who follow me on social media, you can follow the show at JSE Radio. You can follow me on Twitter at J. Scott Smith. Original. You can follow me on Instagram at J. Scott Smith. On Facebook, Real J. Scott Smith. Wherever you follow me on social media, when I put that out there, my jaw had just been picked up off the damn floor. Brittany Noble, who, by the way, needs to start her own damn podcast. And Brittany, I know you're listening. You need to start your own podcast because you got some stories and you got a personality that goes through the roof. But I want to thank each and every one of y'all, including all the newcomers who came along with Brittany. And I hope you are going to make it a part of your routine to add JSC Radio to the rotation. And I want to thank you for that. 
for listening across all the different podcast providers, listening on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, if you will, on SoundCloud and Stitcher, on Google Play, if you have an Android, and tune in on Audio Boom, on Radio Public, on iHeartRadio, and of course, on Spotify. Thank you all, like each and every one of you. Thank you all for supporting this motherfucker. Thank you all for making an episode in the midst of one of the toughest years of my life, personally and professionally. Thank you for making me realize how important it is and how much doing this is really worth it. I thank you all. I appreciate it more than you probably realize. And yes, I'm shooting from the hip here. I'm not going to take too much time in this first segment because there's only going to be two segments this week. Initially, the idea for this episode, full disclosure, this was going to be a Detroit Lion episode. I was going to dip back into the sports well and kind of hit y'all with kind of an NFL slash pop culture mixed bag. Try to have a little fun this week. Oh, and don't worry. That will be episode 87 because I know the Lions are going to give me some more ammunition to work with this weekend. But I didn't expect for things to get serious, quote unquote. But you heard the intro. That's a callback to not that many episodes ago, but it was actually, you know, almost six months ago. April 27th, episode 74. The episode named Westbound and Down. You can go back through the archives and check that out. And uh, that was the day after Bill Cosby was convicted. I didn't think I'd be doing a follow-up to this, but dude got sentenced. So now we got to go into it. But I wanted to take time before we get into the cesspool that is that that dude and his, his whole phony existence. Oh, because... Anybody who's seen me on social media today, you already know what side of the fence I'm on with this, is I wanted to just take time to thank you guys for the support of the show and kind of do a little postscript on some of the stuff we talked about in episode 85. Because after that episode ran, again, biggest Biggest episode episode ever. ever. Ever! After that episode ran, ooh boy, the heat came. Brittany caught some heat. She was catching heat when the previews were coming out on Twitter and on Instagram and on Facebook. She had heat coming at her from former producers. I noticed when I, because, hey, by the way, those of you who listen to the show, I check out the algorithm. I know where these listens are coming from. And as an aside note, I've noticed I've gotten a hell of a lot of listeners internationally. So shout out to all of y'all in the UK and Canada and in Iraq and Morocco and Algeria. I'm not, I'm not making this shit up. It's like I'm actually I'm, I'm getting listeners in Thailand out here. I had listeners in Portugal and Spain. It's it's kind of nutty. So for you international people, thank you. Damn it, thank you. If you speak Spanish, muchas gracias, damn it. Muchas gracias. But I checked that algorithm and I saw a little uptick in listeners coming at me from St. Louis and from Jackson, Mississippi. I know you're out there, and it's okay. Keep that subscription and keep that same energy. Because I really appreciate the listens. Even if you didn't agree with what Brittany had to say, Brittany wasn't going to back down. 
And I appreciate that. I appreciated that. I appreciated the fact that she came on with me because every day that passes, she gets a little bit bigger and her story is going to be out there and she's going to be writing a book soon. She did a, uh, not a Facebook live, but a Periscope on Twitter talking about this episode, episode 85. And she told more of her story and how much crap she's taken and how much garbage she's gotten and having producers who, as she described in the last episode, who were willing to let that story die, having having these producers jumping all tough in the comments on Instagram. I damn near had to had to get in there myself. But Brittany handled it perfectly. She handled it with the poise and the grace and the class that she handles everything. And just to have done that episode with her, to have gotten it in with her, to be able to sit there and talk to her for an hour up in Harlem, New York City. Yes, I know. New York City! I, to, to have done that, it was... Needless to say, it was one of the pleasures of my, it was one of the great pleasures of the time that I've done this podcast, two and a half years I've done this. And I've gotten a lot of positive feedback, a lot of people showing love for the interview. Thank you again. This is just what I do. I mean, yeah, I'm sitting on the sidelines right now, but it's not because I don't have the skills. So I thank Brittany and I thank any and everyone who downloaded the show, whether that was the first time you heard JSC radio or whether you've listened to every single one of these motherfuckers since the very beginning. I want to thank you because to do this show is a labor of love. That's why I can't do it every week like I used to. It's hard to do, but to be able to get you guys this, this quality content with these illustrious guests, I got to put the work in, and it's kind of tough these days. So be sure to support the show. Be sure to support the sponsors you hear during the show. Be sure to to hit me up. And I, yes, I'm going to do this. Be sure to hit me up on social media. Be sure to drop a review. Drop a five-star, whether it's on, especially Apple Podcasts. You really need to do it there. Drop the five-star reviews there and on Google Play and on TuneIn and Audio Boom and all those other places. Be sure to subscribe on Spotify. Subscribe anywhere because at least when you do, as soon as this, as soon as this damn thing pops up, you ain't got to do nothing. I'm just waiting right there in your queue for you. So... I wanted to get that out of the way. I wanted to thank Brittany again. But I also want to thank Michelle Sahin and Melissa DePino for doing the show. Back in episode 80, I wanted to thank Renee Washington in episode 57. I want to thank Jasmine Duke, the only two-time, two-time guest on the show. Hell, might be three times soon enough. I want to thank Lara Witt. I want to thank Janae Darden. I want to thank the lovely and talented Adrian Lawrence in episode 20. I want to get her back on here eventually. Because Adrian, Lord, the stories that she can tell now, as opposed to what she was going through at ESPN, yee. But going forward, I also got other guests. I already got somebody lined up and locked down for episode 90. I got somebody lined up and locked down for episode 95. This ain't no game. We're getting closer to 100 episodes of this motherfucker, man. You kidding me? When I first started doing this damn thing, I damn near quit before the 10th episode. But I kept pushing through this thing. And yes, I know I owe you a retro review. 
That should have been done like three months ago. That's probably going to happen before episode 90 if I can get the damn time to do the damn thing. My brother's trying to string together some bread out here right now. So if it takes an extra day or two to get some things done, it just is what it is. But to those of you who listen to this show, thank you. Seriously, thank you. I never really have an idea of what this podcast is. It started as a sports show, but it, but it's not really, but it is. I hit social issues. I hit entertainment occasionally, do pop culture occasionally. I do one of my deep dives into politics, and of course, there's pro wrestling. And the interviews, which hit on any subject, because I can talk about anything. And if I ever had a sort of advice to those of you who might be starting podcasting or thinking of podcasting, don't tie yourself down to one genre. Don't tie yourself down to one description or one thing. Do you. Do what works for you. If it's one particular genre, knock that out. If it's not, don't. But do what makes you comfortable and do what makes you happy. And this damn thing makes me happy. It's one of the few things it has. In this god-awful year of 2018. So before we head into the second segment, and I'll talk about that in a moment, one of the coolest things that has happened recently with this show is I have my first actual partnership, sponsorship, if you will. And it's from the tangy zip of Miracle Whip, damn it. Oh, you thought I was I was playing around. Like, no, seriously. The Tangy Zip of Miracle Whip is down with JSC Radio. And now I want to help you out. I want to get you out there. I want to get you to experience the whipware. Go to whipware.shop to check out all the Miracle Whip gear. It's the hottest thing on the streets. You think I'm joking. Whipware.shop. And when you go there, there are t-shirts, there are sweatshirts, there are sweatpants, there is there are baseball caps. I got one of them right here in the JSC Radio Studios here in Philly. Get on there. The shirts are made in the Motor City, by the way. I'm not lying, I'm not making that up. They really are. Be sure to get on there, and when you go through checkout, put in the promo code JSC for 10% off. Hot damn it, that's right. We got ourselves a promo code. 10% off on your first order, on your next order from whipware.shop, and go to miraclewhip.com. For all the different ways you can integrate the tangy zip of Miracle Whip into whatever it is you're putting together. There's no good way to segue into what we're going to talk about in the second segment of this show. Back on April 27th, I talked about Bill Cosby. And I laid bare my feelings on it. And now that he's been sentenced... The same troglodytes who were out there trying to make him a martyr and make him a political prisoner, ironically speaking, are back at it again. And now I have to lay it out for you. Most people are coming in looking for a pound of flesh. I'm coming in and looking for a pound of cake. You know where I'm going here. My name is J. Scott Smith. And this is the 86th episode of the People's Podcast. This is JSC Radio. It's time to get serious. We'll be back after this. Check it out. You're listening to the People's Podcast. And we swagger when we walk. Because by God, we can. This is JSC Radio.
do I love card night. You ready, boys? You got a king? Go, fish that. Oh, come on. <laughs> this is WWE superstar Titus O'Neil. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Learn more at 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, we'll probably stay together. Probably? <laughs> it's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. You're listening to the People's Podcast. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. This is JSC. Radio. Bill Cosby is waking up behind bars inside a maximum security prison. It's a far cry from his luxurious Elkins Park mansion. Honest News reporter Trang Dell is live outside SCI Phoenix in Schwanksville with more reaction to his sentencing. Trang, good morning. Hey, good morning, Rahel and Jim. Yes, Bill Cosby will be held here at SCI Phoenix until state prison officials decide where best to place him in the state. But take a look here. We are on the grounds of this massive complex, which can house more than 3,800 inmates. Of course, Bill Cosby, now one of them. Here, he will undergo medical testing as part of his intake, and we're told he will not be thrown in with the general population right away, if even at all. Now, here's a look at Bill Cosby's mugshot with his eyes downcast. This was taken at the Montgomery County Prison shortly after Judge Stephen O'Neill sentenced him to serve a minimum of three years in state prison for the 2004 assault of Andrea Constand. Now, Cosby left the courtroom in handcuffs yesterday and is now labeled a sexually violent predator, which subjects him to mandatory lifetime counseling and community notification wherever he lives. Now, after the judge handed down the three to 10 year sentence, Strong words from DA Kevin Steele as well as Cosby's spokesman Andrew Wyatt. Take a listen. Uh, justice was served. Um, it's been a long time coming, but uh, it arrived when a convicted felon named William H. Cosby Jr. left the courtroom in handcuffs, headed off to state prison for his crimes. Now here's a look inside SCI Phoenix, where again, Bill Cosby is being held this morning. These images are from a tour that Eyewitness News took of the facility last year. Now this is a brand new state-of-the-art complex that just opened in July and replaces nearby Greaterford Prison. Now in addition to Cosby's prison sentence, he has also been ordered to pay a $25,000 fine as well as cover the costs of his prosecution. He does plan to appeal. But for now, we're live from SEI Phoenix in Schwanksville. I'm Trang Doe, CBS 3 Eyewitness News. This is the 86th episode of The People's Podcast. This is JSC Radio. Welcome back. Jay Scott Smith here. I want to thank my good friend, 
Trango. I always thought it was Tron. I've been meaning to ask her that. I, I didn't know whether it's it's Trang as it rhymes with Rang or Trong as it rhymes with Wrong, but I'll talk to her about that the next time I see her. I want to thank everybody over there at KYW CBS3 as they had the, uh, the unfortunate story of Bill Cosby. And up before I even go any further into this, I want to shout out my man, Doc Illingsworth, whose music you hear underneath you right now, right, right now. He's got a new album called You're No Fun that's set to drop this weekend, September the 28th. I have already put the link in the description for the pre-order. So be sure to support the man's Doc Illingsworth. He just got a nice little spread in the Metro Times back in the Motor City. So I want to shout out my man out there and thank you all so much for the support of that dude and of Awesome Jones, who does the song that opens the show right here on JSC Radio. So, yeah, you heard it. You heard what uh, what Trong had to say there. And it was, um, it has been a circus these last couple days. It has been a mess. Back in episode 74, back in April, I talked about Bill Cosby because he had just been convicted. I tended to stay away from talking about him. But the thing is, after that happened, everything was able to really just kind of come on out. And recently, you remember I did an episode on Hulk Hogan. So many people speak of Bill Cosby the way that I used to speak of Hulk Hogan. And my thing about Bill Cosby, and you can go back to listen to episode 74 to get a pretty good assessment of what I think of the man, is that Bill Cosby, quite honestly, is one of the biggest frauds in the history of black American culture. And so many people knew it years ago. This wasn't something that was a shock to a lot of people. Cats want to act brand new and act surprised and act stunned. There's nothing new here. This man has always been what he is. And it was a fitting end to what little bit of respectability was left in his life. As I said in episode 74, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to restate this as best I possibly can, the first time this guy was alleged, quote unquote, but I'm going to go with the idea that, yeah, these women are telling the truth. First time he was alleged to have sexually assaulted a woman, raped a woman, is traced back to as far as 1968, to put that in perspective. Recently, the Detroit Tigers just celebrated the 50th anniversary of their 1968 World Series win. 1968. A number of men on that team have passed away. The ones who are alive are in their 70s. Or 80s. Dude, Bill Cosby was out here for 50 years. And because of his wealth, because of his phony little squeaky clean image, because of his moralizing, because of his arrogance, he somehow managed to get over on so many people. I said it in episode 74. I didn't see him as a father figure. I had a father in my house. I had a two-parent household. I grew up with a cop and a teacher. No, they weren't. They were, wasn't a medical doctor, but pretty damn good people nonetheless. And to have seen this and to, to have seen what this has devolved into over the last four years, it's kind of stunning considering 
that not long before Hannibal Burris got on stage out here in Philadelphia back in 2014 and basically just blurted out during a joke what so many people had kind of been whispering or what had been known. And plus, by that point, women had started coming forward in the last decade. But every time they came forward, they were silenced and shut down by, by, let's keep it real, black people. We shut them and silenced them, and it's a shame. It's shameful. Because they were right. And they had been for a long time. I'm not going to rehash a lot of the things I said in 74. I'm going to break some new ground here. First time I talked about Bill Cosby, I mentioned that he was a phony. He was a fraud. He used that manufactured image as a front. But what I've gotten and what I've noticed, it's like the Cosby defenders had to have one last stand because so many of you are out here with this stupid, y'all can prosecute Cosby, but not insert another white scumbag into the conversation. What you're really doing is showing your empty hands. For one, your comparisons are ridiculously ignorant. Oh, but if they can, if they can convict Cosby, what about Trump? What about Weinstein? Weinstein was indicted a couple of months ago, dingus. These things take time. Hell, it took took almost 15 years to get this whole thing with Cosby through the system because of all the because of all the stoppages and the hearings and are they going to try him? Are they not going to try him? Y'all know how the legal system works. I got to explain this shit to you. This guy is estimated to have committed his first rape in 1968. 50 damn years ago. LBJ was president. That would be Lyndon Baines Johnson, not LeBron James. LBJ was president. Color TV wasn't even a thing in large parts of this country. You know what else wasn't common at this time? Police taking the allegations of rape by celebrities seriously. And it didn't matter if you were black or white. I know it's a little stunning to y'all. But by the mid-1970s, Cosby was a household name who, in spite of his low-key, risque act, because, by the way, he was dropping hints that he was out here slipping Mickeys and women's drinks in his act during the 1970s. Go look up Spanish Fly, Bill Cosby. Go Google that. Enjoy it. But he'd also, along this time, had developed enough cachet to be able to have all the cover he needed to do whatever he dirt he wanted. And yes, we know the stories that the 1970s were the wild, wild west when it came to alcohol and drugs and everything else. But there was a whole lot of consensual sex going on while these people were pilled up or coked up or smoked up. Bill wasn't one of these people. He admitted in a deposition to drugging women and quote, having sex with them. When you drug a woman and have sex with her, guess what? You raped her. But he had enough cover. And this is, mind you, 10 years before the Cosby show. But Bill being a scumbag wasn't much of a secret either. Now, I don't think anyone ever imagined that it was essentially being a high-key serial rapist for five decades. But everyone knew Bill wasn't wasn't as clean as he put himself out to be. This stuff had been whispered around as far back as the early to mid-1980s, right around the time the Cosby Show hit and this dude's ego went into overdrive. 
I talked about it in episode 74, about him becoming notorious for calling up other comedians and chastising them about the dirty words in their act. Never mind that this dude was using dirty words in his. He crafted by this point the overly wholesome image, the Coca-Cola ads, the, the Jello pudding pops and everything. Heathcliff Huxtable and Bill Cosby suddenly becoming intertwined. All of a sudden, he's donating all this money to HBCUs, which is the easiest way to get black folks on your side, as I've, we've all found out. He put himself up on this pedestal as being America's dad. We all knew it was bullshit. We all did. By the time we got to the late 80s and the early 90s when the Cosby show was six, seven, eight years in, what the hell exactly are you going to do? This guy's face was everywhere. He's considered one of the three or four most wholesome people in the world. He'd successfully created not only, a, not only really a persona, but a culture and set himself up so black America would ride for him no matter what. And more importantly, Hollywood and corporate America would vouch for him and protect him and have his back. So miss me with all this caping and the false equivalency. Women have been trying to report Cosby from between 15 and 20 years. I mentioned in episode 74, I checked out on him back in the late 90s when it was discovered that he had an out-of-wedlock child. Told you, a lot of y'all forgot about that. I didn't. When a lot of y'all don't remember, two things remember. Pepperidge Farm and me, I remember. Yes, the woman was extorting him for more money that he had secretly been paying for 18, 19 years. All this time, he talks about his five kids. Ennis unfortunately passed away. He lost a daughter maybe about a year ago. But he talked about his five kids and would be the first one to wag his judgmental ass finger at a black family or a black man or a black woman for not being there for their kids. Never mind, he did the exact same thing. It was textbook. This wasn't some randomly snatching him off the street, falsely accusing him and convicting him in a rushed case. This had been going on for more than a decade. This dude admitted it in a damn deposition. He was, he was willing to admit under oath that he was out here drugging women. He was willing to admit that under oath and then would traipse his ass up onto a stage and start lecturing people about how to live their lives, particularly black people pointing the finger at us, at you, for your situation. And one famous speech that he gave was back in 2004. You know, the same year he raped Andrea Constand. 2004, for the 50th anniversary of Brown versus Board of Education. He got up on stage during the NAACP convention and he let it rip. He gave a straight-up shoot interview. Except... The promo he was cutting was on all of your black asses, my black ass, and every other black person in this country. It's called the pound cake speech. Now, some of y'all have been seeing memes with quotes from the pound cake speech. Here is a nice three-minute chunk of the infamous pound cake speech because I want you to listen to this. I'm going to play this whole damn thing, and I want you to listen to the disdain in his voice. Listen to the disgust. Listen to the arrogance 
the the blame, the pointing of the fingers. In fact, if you listen real close, and I hadn't told you that this was an NAACP convention. If I told you, I don't know, this was a black Republican candidate running for office, or even better, listen to this and tell me it doesn't sound like Bill Cosby is the warm-up act at a Trump rally. In the old days, you couldn't hook his school because behind every drawn shade was an eye. And before your mother got off the bus and to the house, she knew exactly where you had gone, who had gone into the house. Parents don't know that today. I'm talking about these people who cry when their son is standing there in an orange suit. Where were you when he was two? Where were you when he was 12? Where were you when he was 18? And how come you don't know he had a pistol? These are not, these, these are not political criminals. These are people going around stealing Coca-Cola. People getting shot in the back of the head over a piece of pound cake. And then we all run out and we're outraged. Oh, the cops shouldn't have shot him. What the hell was he doing with the pound cake in his hand? Brown versus the Board of Education is no longer the white person's problem. We've got to take the neighborhood back. We've got to go in there. Just It's right around the corner. It's standing on the corner. It can't speak English. It doesn't want to speak English. It's th- I can't even talk the way these people talk. Why you ain't where you is, go wild there. I don't know who these people are. And, and, and I blamed the kid until I heard the mother talk. And then I heard the father talk. This is all in the house. Everybody knows it's important to speak English, except these knuckleheads. You can't land a plane with why you ain't where. You can't be a doctor with that kind of crap coming out of your mouth. Why can't you hit the streets? Why can't you clean it out yourself? It's our time now, ladies and gentlemen. It is our time. And I have good news for you. It's not about money. It's about you doing something that ordinarily we do. Get in somebody else's business. It's time for you to not accept this language that these people are speaking, which will take them nowhere. What the hell good is Brown versus the Board of Education if nobody wants it? I mean, this is the future, and all of these people who've lined up and done whatever, they've got to be wondering, what the hell happened? Brown versus the Board of Education. These people who marched and were hit in the face with rocks and punched in the face to get an education, and we got these knuckleheads walking around, don't want to learn English. When you go to the church, look at the stained glass things of Jesus. Look at them. Is Jesus smiling? Not in one picture. So tell your friends, let's try to do something. Let's try and make Jesus smile.
is this your hero? Is this your victim? Is this the guy that you're willing to give a pass for 50 years of sexual assault to? Him? One thing that really jumps out to me, I mean, there are so many things about that that are just gross, but one thing about that that really jumps out to me is listen to the disgusted way he talks about black people. He doesn't even refer to them as brothers and sisters, like so many cats will do, even if it's just placating the crowd. Listen to what he says here. Listen to this. Listen to the inflection in his voice. Because I'm big on inflection. I'm big on context clues. I'm big on this sort of thing. Listen to the way he says this. I'm talking about these people. These people. Ugh. These people. Like they're subhuman. Can you imagine? Well, I don't even have to really imagine it considering it's happened, but... Imagine at a Trump rally, you hear Donald Trump or one of his Republican, one of his brown nosers who gets on stage and would say these sort of things about black people on a grand stage. Y'all would be ready to throw all sorts of hands. You'd be ready to burn down the building that they did the speech in. The pound cake speech. And by the way, it went on for a while. That's just what got caught on tape. But there is a ton more to this. It was grotesque. It was insulting. Because, as you know, there are also some pretty famous excerpts of this thing that just float around out there. You heard the pound cake thing. Here's another one that really kind of jumped off to a lot of us. We are not Africans. Those people, again, those people are not Africans. They don't know a damn thing about Africa. With names like Shaniqua, Shaligua, Muhammad, and all that crap, and all of them are in jail. Is this Bill Cosby, or is this Ted Cruz? Is this Bill Cosby, or is it a member of the Trump administration saying this? When you when you want to clear your neighborhood out, first thing you do is get the black Muslims bean pies and all, and then the neighborhood is clear. Clear of what? Exactly. You heard the way he dismissively talked about slang usage. The way he talked about how everybody speaks, saying they don't speak English. Where, where have we heard that recently? Is this your hero, black community? This the dude you want to ride for? This is the dude that I've had to sit here for the last three days and watch y'all try to aimlessly compare to Emmett Till? That every single one of you mother who decides you want to bust off 280 characters saying, huh, Bill Cosby can be sent to jail at 81 years old, but they can't go get Weinstein. They can't go get him. And you're trying to intimate that the only reason Bill Cosby is in jail is because he's black. It's insulting to people's intelligence. And don't you dare try to talk down to me. I don't give a damn if you have a white cloth, a little white collar on as a bishop. I don't care if you're some slap nuts sitting in your mother's basement. Don't you dare try to talk down to me about this sort of thing. And don't you dare try to say, oh, well, that's not what I'm saying. Then that makes you, that means you're not only an idiot, you're a coward. Bill Cosby was not locked up because he was black. And it's really disheartening to see all of this bullshit coming out of these allegedly intelligent and woke, and by the way, we can retire that word at any time we want, black people. Cats out here are saying this foolishness with their whole chest. Bill Cosby, 
the same man who probably not long before or after he raped Andrea Constan was sitting on a stage mocking black people, telling you to pull up your damn pants, to stop naming your kids Shaliqua, and telling you not to steal pound cake, saying that you, if you get shot in the back of the head by a police officer, you deserved it because you shouldn't have been stealing. That was eight years or seven, seven or eight years prior to Trayvon Martin. It's nearly a decade before Eric Garner and Jordan Davis and Michael Brown and Ferguson and both them Jean, who was legitimately shot by a cop in his own damn home. That's the guy you're riding with right now. That's the guy that I've had to sit here and explain to women why it's not a racial thing. Why you shouldn't be sitting here trying to protect him and trying to defend him. When you think, think of it as a deck of cards. A deck of cards. And because there have been so many instances of black men and black women, and hell, brown people too. Shit, I did a whole show on Philando Castile and Alton Sterling two years ago. There's so many examples of black men, young, old, and in between, suffering everything from the indignity of being stopped and frisked to being pulled over for driving while black to being falsely accused of crimes. I just did a story for the Grio about this young man in, in, well, he's not really a young man, he's older than me, about this man in Buffalo, New York, where he went to jail for 27 years. He went to jail 1991 for a murder he didn't commit, a murder that his homeboy committed and confessed to two days later, but the Buffalo police looked at him and said, nope, we have who we want. But dude, I was the one who shot him. Nope, we have who we want. You have so many examples of situations where black men, black women are wrongfully railroaded. The, the Central Park Five, for God's sake. So many cases of black men being railroaded. So many instances of it. And I gotta sit here and listen to you propping up Bill Cosby like he's some sort of racial victim. And then we all run out and we're outraged. Oh, the cops shouldn't have shot him. The hell was he doing with the pound cake in his hand? Bill Cosby don't give a fuck about you. He told you as much 14 years ago. He thinks if you're po- he thinks you're poor because you didn't work hard enough. He thinks you're poor because you're lazy. He has the nerve to chastise and badmouth black men and black women for not being there for their for their kids while this dude spent the majority of his 50-year marriage running around on his wife. He even fathered a child with another woman and kept her hidden from the world like Drake but I got to sit here and watch you moralize and point your goddamn finger at the people who made you and still support your phony ass. And yes, I'm coming at all of y'all trying to cape for him. Like I said, it's like a deck of cards. You have 52 cards in the deck. If you want to pull a card out and drop it into the slot and say, this man gets arrested and wrongfully so because of his race. He's treated differently because of his race. There's a 50 out of 52 chance you're going to be right. If you pull that card out and drop both them John in there, I'm with you. You pull that card out and put the Central Park Five in there, I'm with you. You put that card in there for Emmett Till, I'll get to him in a second. You put that card in there for Emmett Till, who wasn't even, he wasn't even a criminal, and he was murdered. And then his killers walked, and then went on a victory lap and bragged about it in a goddamn magazine. You want to pull any of those names out, drop them in there, boom, I'll listen to you. 
I'm here in Philadelphia. You want to pull out Mumia Abu-Jamal. Boom. I'd be willing to listen to that. I'd be willing to listen to just about anybody else. There are two cards in that deck of 52 that you could whip out, and I'm going to tell you to put them back. They're the two jokers. They're O.J. Simpson and Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby would probably be a member of the Trump administration right now. I mean, look at who he's trying to put on the Supreme Court. Look at who he's already got in there. Bill Cosby sounds like every sold-out black Republican that we've had to deal with the last 10 years, and yet you so-called woke motherfuckers are out here trying to cape for him and say that, or, or intimate that the only reason he went to jail is because he was black. Saying, well, if he can go to jail, how come, if, but if everybody else is walking free, why is Bill in jail? That the take you're going to go with? That's the hill you want to die on. That's the hill. That, as Jamel put it on Twitter, of all the things you get from this, the take you're coming out with is we should, we, we should give him a pass since white guys get away with it. Is that what you want? A lot of you same men and women love to talk about you have little girls or have little boys and you want to teach them right for wrong. But yet you're willing to give this motherfucker a pass because why? Because of that Cosby show? Here, Cosby show wasn't even that good. After about the third, fourth season of it, wasn't that good. It didn't have the lasting effect on me. And I'm willing to divorce myself. I'm easily able to divorce myself from Bill Cosby, the man, and Dr. Huxtable, the character, just like I was able to separate Terry Bollea from Hulk Hogan. Same man sitting here telling you that you effectively deserve to be shot. If any other man did what Bill Cosby did, if any other black man in particular was caught out here doing what Bill Cosby did, I'm going to take a wild shot in the dark that his ass wouldn't be tweeting out memes saying, well, if this guy went to jail, how come everybody else isn't in jail? Well, you know what? He might actually. But the one thing he for damn sure wouldn't be doing was defending him. He probably wouldn't bat a damn eye. And actually, depending on the situation, considering how much of an opportunistic moralist he is, he would have used the incarceration of set rapist to simply be another weapon with which to beat your silly asses over the head with. He would probably blame it on bad parenting or rap music or standing out on the streets. These people, those people. Bill Cosby wasn't singled out because he was black. Bill Cosby was a rapist for 50 years and got away with it. And finally, his time ran out. Hell, if anything, he used his blackness to craft a fake, respectable image as a shield to insulate himself from any and all questions to insulate himself from any and all controversy, to build up enough of a cloak around him and enough of a crew and enough of a team and not enough is mentioned about all the little hangers-on and rat bastards who basically enabled him all those years. He created enough of that image where he could get away with it. It was the inverse of Emmett Till, a young man that he loves to ironically compare himself to. But the difference is Emmett Till was murdered over another person's lies. Bill Cosby has lived a life of luxury and undeserved influence thanks to 50-plus years of bullshit. And, if not for the Associated Press pushing to get that deposition out there, and, if not for that dumbass pound cake speech, we never find out about the deposition, charges never come, and Bill Cosby was able to skate into the afterlife. But he didn't. So miss me with the false equivalency. 
you can you can can any of your stupid keep that same energy tweets all this what about ism all this nonsense all this trump like bs kill that bill cosby got what was long 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 overdue and yes it's about time we start gathering up the rest of these bastards and dump them in there with bill he's the first he ain't the last my sorrow is not with bill cosby as i said in episode 74 i don't give a single solitary damn about him i don't have a morsel nugget tidbit eye droppers worth thimble full of sorrow for bill cosby i don't i don't feel bad for him i don't feel bad for camille because she enabled a lot of this bullshit over the years too i don't feel bad for any of these hangers on none of that the idea of bill cosby it was an act it was phony it was fake hillman college is about as real as asgard is Hillman College is as real as Hulk Hogan or the Ultimate Warrior. The idea of Bill Cosby is what so many of you love. But Bill Cosby, the man, is right where he belongs. In fact, he's where he should have been a long time ago. And don't you dare come at me and tell me otherwise. Had some woman say to me, well... If you if you really read the deposition, by the way, what is it with dumb motherfuckers always trying to tell smart motherfuckers they have to read? Oh, did you read it? Yes, ass clown, I read it. And I saw it. Oh, well, he said it was consensual. Well, what was he supposed to say? How many rapists you know go on TV and say, yeah, I raped her and I'd do it again? Oh, of course, they all say the same thing. It was consensual. Well, the women never said no. Well, yeah, they never said no because they were drugged. Well, they didn't say no. And this is coming from women, not dudes. Consent is not just something that needs to be taught to boys and young men, apparently. There are some women who have some really effed up ideas of what consent is. And we haven't learned anything else from this. Well, we've learned a few things. For one, stop putting people on pedestals undeservedly. Secondarily, keep your moralistic BS to yourself. Don't be out here living in glass houses, throwing fastballs at everybody else's windows. Maybe third, most importantly, don't rape women. Don't do it. Don't rape young men either. Don't rape boys. Don't molest kids. Keep your hands to yourself. Mind your own damn business. And stop trying to make heroes out of these false prophets. These flawed individuals. These men who are, and women who seem like they're too good to be true. That's because they are. We all deserve better as black people than to sit here and cape and fight hard for a man who didn't give a damn about us. Well, you want to talk about going to prison. You want to talk about spending time in jail. You want to mock people for going to jail. You want to say that racism isn't our issue. Segregation isn't the problem. The systemic issues with racism and and the problems with the police. Nope, that's all in our head. We just need to pull our damn pants up. Good riddance to Bill Cosby. Good riddance to Dr. Huxtable and to his entire flawed and fraudulent legacy. We as black people need to grow up we need to smarten up and we need to start to value ourselves value our kids and value our women because by the way all the talk of oh these were white women these are white women a lot of the women bill assaulted were black women too 
across generations. We need to do better as a people, but not for the reasons that Bill Cosby was telling us. Good riddance, Bill. Have fun. My name is Jay Scott Smith. Telling you to take care of yourself. God bless. Always dare to be different. Always have your pet spayed or neutered. And we are out of here. We're going to have some fun next week. We get back to some sports. Until then, peace out, y'all. Goodbye, everybody. I was pissed off. I was so mad. I called Richard Pryor's house up and said, yo, Richard, Bill Cosby just called me up and told me I was too dirty. And Richard said, the next time motherfucker called, tell him I said, suck my dick. I don't give a fuck. Whatever the fuck make the people laugh, say that shit. I said, do the people laugh when you say what you say? I said, yes. He said, do you get paid? I said, yes. He said, well, tell Bill. I said, have a Coke and a smile and shut the fuck up. <laughs> the jello pudding eating motherfucker. You're listening to the People's Podcast. And we swagger when we walk, because by God, we can. This is JSC Radio. on the news about that five-year-old who found his uncle's gun. The kid didn't know it was loaded. I heard on the news about that 14-year-old girl who was bullied online for like a year. She couldn't take it anymore, so she got her dad's gun from his nightstand. I heard on the news about that guy who broke into someone's house, stole a gun from the hall closet. He accidentally shot his cousin in the head. She killed herself. And later killed the owner of the store he was trying to rob. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council.